0: And welcome to episode number 27 of the Who Am I podcast with Southside Church of Christ. This is where we take the time to talk about our identity as Christians and what that means in today's world. This is Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the remarkable Jackson Wells.
1: And I'm proud to be an American, (laughs) where at least I know I'm free. (laughs)
0: All right. Easy. We'll we'll deal with that in just a second. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> well, obviously this is July the third, right before July the fourth. Jackson, can you believe that it is already July? No, <laughs> it is. We are now in the second half of 2023. It is
1: ridiculous. It has absolutely flown by. This last month hasn't felt like a month. Right. It's felt like
0: a couple days. Yeah, it's just crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. Well, let's get started with this episode. Well, as we get started with this week's episode, since we are going to be releasing this episode on Monday, July the 3rd, Jackson, do you have any particular memories from july the 4th that are special memories for you yeah
1: so growing up we would either go to my well, we would go to my grandparents house either on my mom or dad's side it just depended on the year and typically there would be some sort of fireworks show whether it would be something we put together for you know our family or right, something we right. watched over the lake kind of but i can remember when my parents started letting me my cousins have a little fun. It started with bottle rockets. Sure. And we would not. Just the simple little ones. The, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. would shoot them at each other a little bit. Right, right. Um, right. Yeah. I've done that. And dad <laughs> would get really mad. <laughs> 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 then one year, I remember we got to. Well, it, there's a timeline here, and I'm going to gloss over that, but. Sometimes, there's there's different types of fireworks, and there's sure. some that are in boxes, and you shoot them out of boxes, and they are great. Right. And then there are right. some that are in mortars. Yes. And sometimes the mortar ones get a little tricky because you can mix up the mortars, and if you don't put the right size firework in the right mortar, it won't come out. Also, yeah, sure. If you put the firework in upside down, it'll explode on the ground. <laughs> and so, one year my cousin Dylan tried to kill us like 18 times because we would take turns. Like we would go up to the mortar, drop in the firework, light it. My hiding spot was behind a four-wheeler. Right. And so I'd run behind the four-wheeler. And then we'd watch the firework go up in the air. Sure. Mom and our aunts are up at the house like freaking out because we're about to get killed. (laughs) Well, Dylan, more than one time, would go to the mortar – put the firework in upside down, and it would explode on the ground. <laughs> right, which is just asking to catch everything on fire. Yes. And, and then we would go look at the mortar, and the mortar would be, like, exploded. And so we had to, like, use another mortar because it came <laughs> with, like, a pack of three. And so it was, it was fun. Dylan's uh, aircraft pilot. Now, so I don't know how that makes me feel about aircraft pilots. If you are ever (laughs) flying and your pilot is named Dylan, you should probably get off that plane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting, you your your mind went to fireworks, my mind does too. Yeah, July the 4th, of course, you know, all kinds of different experiences growing up, going to the park and watching fireworks shows and everything. And but like you, a memory that is. (laughs) <laughs> pun intended, uh, burned into my memory <laughs> is a time when we were with Dana's family, and they always had these family reunions right around July the 4th, yeah. and the all the cousins and families that lived in Texas mm-hmm. would come to visit the Kentucky cousins, mm-hmm. and it's in western Kentucky, and it was uh, something they did at least every other year or something like that, well, when I got my first preaching job, it was in western Kentucky, mm-hmm. and so one of those years, we we didn't have to get a hotel or anything. We just right. drove over. It right. was 30 minutes or so from where we were living, and uh, so we we go over, and we're at a lake over there. I can't remember <laughs> exactly where we were, um, but they had bought all these fireworks, this huge box full of fireworks. Yeah. And so we're shooting them off of a dock in the on the lake okay and there's like four of us or maybe five of us they're all you know kind of digging through this box because <laughs> they had stopped in Missouri at this place called boomland in Sykeston okay. Missouri and they had got all these fireworks and so we're just digging through it trying to pick out something and and one person will shoot something and the next person will shoot something and And so we're kind of standing there, uh, and I'm I'm down in the box. I know that. And there's at least three other guys there on the dock with me. Uh Dana's brother, Dana's brother in law, and one of Dana's cousins. Okay. And we're kinda, you know, looking down, most of us, and then We start noticing something and we we look up and Dana's cousin is lighting something. I don't even remember what it was, but he has lit the fuse and he's standing over the box of all these fireworks and the sparks are flying down into the the box. We're like, John, quit. You're gonna light everything on fire and he was like, Oh no and he just drops whatever was in his hand into the box of the fireworks And immediately, we all panic and take (laughs) off running, trying to get off this dock as fast as possible and also not go in the lake. Uh, uh Uh, And so we're running all up, and of course, it sets off everything in that box. (laughs) And things are shooting out in different directions. Thankfully, we're far enough off of the dock when we're when yeah. we're off the dock that yeah. nothing gets inland or anything yeah but it's shooting off in different directions things are burning you know sparklers or whatever I don't know how much was in there and the there were some people across the lake who'd just been watching you know just because it's July the fourth you know hey and they just start clapping yes. because the finale and they're dying laughing at us because they saw exactly what happened yeah. oh that's and great. John Sloan will never live that day. Yeah, I can't imagine.
1: Like, we make fun of Dylan for doing what he did. Yeah, Uh, exactly.
0: This was just, and it was like, I don't know how much money just got burned up in about 45 seconds, but that was insane. Oh, man,
1: I could could sit here and talk about (laughs) firework explosions forever. But if you haven't watched the video of Terry, look up, back it up. Oh Terry. Back it up, Terry. Terry, Terry, what are you doing?
0: I forgot all about that. Uh, Yeah. So so for whatever reason, we blow things up to celebrate our independence and our freedom. Today our our question that we're gonna be asking today is, am I free? We're not talking about the freedom that is the result of signing the Declaration of Independence in 1776 or anything like that. We're not talking about freedoms that we have in this country, uh, necessarily. We're also not talking about physical freedom in the the sense that we are not physically slaves or anything like that. Instead, what we're going to talk about today is... The kind of freedom that is emphasized in Scripture.
1: Right. So there are several references throughout Scripture that uh, that are about our freedom. Uh, we've got a couple passages that I'm going to read to you. The first one is John chapter 8, verses 31-32. This is what Jesus is saying um, to the Jews. He says, uh, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. All right. Another one is from Paul in Romans chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, and this is what it says. But thank God that although you used to be slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching to which you were handed over, and having been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. The idea behind these passages and several other passages in Scripture is that the bondage of sin is no longer over us. We've been set free from right. that. And we are free because of Jesus's sacrifice, his blood cleanses us cleanses us of our sins. And so it's it's a it's a metaphor that's used to to let us know that we are free from sin.
0: Absolutely. And and that's a great great thing. And Absolutely. of course, I mean I mean we as Christians, that is something that that we should celebrate. Yeah. You know, I mean, and we. It's funny we have <laughs> we have the this holiday, this July the fourth holiday every year, and we get excited about it, and we uh, cook out, and we have mm-hmm. fireworks, and it's a big celebration, and it's all about our like independence or national freedom, right? And really, we so much more important is the freedom that we have that's referenced right. in these passages, right. the freedom from from sin and from. The freedom from the punishment, right? Uh, well, and, for and our it's, sins.
1: it's interesting the language that we use to talk about our freedom as a nation, right? We, we thank the men who have sacrificed a lot, yes, for our yes. freedom, um, which is great. Um, and it's the same language <laughs> that Jesus sacrificed Himself for yes. us, um, <laughs> and the reward or the the benefit of that is we get to live with Him in eternity, forever in heaven, like. It is it is so much greater. Yet, not every Sunday are we lighting up fireworks. <laughs> right, right. No. Uh, well, that'd
0: make for an interesting uh, Sunday, it, wouldn't it? Would <laughs> let's let's shoot some fireworks. Not in the building, though. Uh, you know, if we were setting off fireworks every Sunday, uh, church budget would be. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. We man, fireworks are so expensive. They are. They are. They only get more expensive too. <laughs> But but one of the things that I want us to talk about today is is really more is really something else in the the freedom that we have in Jesus uh, because as as much as we want to celebrate our freedom from sin and, and everything uh, there's a passage that I find really interesting and it's in Galatians chapter five and the book of Galatians as a whole is is one where Paul is having to try to correct some behaviors in these churches in Galatia uh, because they've kind of, for all the good that came from Paul's time with them, they've taken some steps backwards. And he has gotten word of this, and he's trying to help them figure out uh, a, a better way of, of living and a better way of putting their faith in, in the Lord. And Galatians 5 Verse 1 says this, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Now sometimes people will take that one verse and just apply it to freedom and Jesus in general. But uh, in the context, Paul is having to deal with something very, very specific. So Paul came to these churches in Galatia. He did a lot of good for them and helped them understand who Jesus was they put their faith in Jesus and these these people became Christians but then after Paul was there some others came along some Jews got involved in what was going on in these churches and really they were what's often called judaizers because these judaizers Began insisting that certain parts of the old law, the Jewish law, mm-hmm. needed to be upheld, and you needed to first go through certain Jewish customs before you could become a Christian. Okay. And so, one of the, the most frequently uh, required customs by the, these Judaizers was circumcision. What has happened is a lot of them were saying, well, you're not really a Christian until you first become a Jew <laughs> by going through circumcision. Okay. <laughs> and so Paul is saying, why would you do that? Why would you go backwards Yeah. after you've become a Christian and you've put your faith in Jesus and you've been saved by his blood and you've been given all this freedom through the grace of God? why would you then go backwards and become enslaved to the old law yeah. and so what's interesting to me is the the way that paul goes about kind of building his argument here in galatians chapter 5 because he says some really strong things that i think we need to be very aware of today as well notice notice why paul is so emphatic about the fact that you do not need to be enslaved again to the old law. You you are free in Christ. Alright, so verse 2, he says essentially that if you go back to the old law, then Christ is of no use to you. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If Jesus and our faith in him is what saves us from our sin. And all of a sudden, that sacrifice is useless to us. Yeah. We're in big trouble.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> it really doesn't make sense at all why they were even trying to consider this. Like, I, I, I guess, logically, they could have been like, well, Jesus came to save us Jews. And so like in order to get saved by Jesus, you, first you've got to become a Jew to then be saved by Jesus. Like that makes right. sense a little bit, <laughs> except that's not who Jesus came for. Exactly. <laughs> he came for exactly. everybody. And so that's flawed. The Judaizers had a flawed logic there. It'd be like me saying, if you want to play professional football, you have to have played peewee football. And if <laughs> If you never did, and you got to the collegiate level, and you're good enough to go pro, but they were like, oh, "I'm sorry, you didn't play Pee Wee football." You yeah, can't. when you were eight years old. <laughs> yeah, like, like it, it just it, it doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> well, and and so part of what Paul's having to deal with is is the fact that they've viewed the law as the source of salvation. Yeah. Big problem, and that's and that's the problem. That that's why Paul says, if you're going to go back and put your trust and your faith in the law, then what Jesus did means nothing. Yeah, and so if you're going to put your trust in these uh, ritual requirements of the law, then then you you are going to have to be saved by the law, mm-hmm. not by the grace of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Which then means, according to verse 3, he says, so, by the way, if you're going to stick to this one piece of the law, this this one requirement that they're saying about circumcision, then guess what? You're going to have to keep the whole law Mm -hmm. perfectly Mm -hmm. in order to be, quote-unquote, saved by the law. Yeah. (laughs) And again... Now you're in big trouble. Yeah, because that's
1: impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: sorry, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, centuries and centuries of Jews proved that yeah. that is impossible. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and and so Paul is just saying, you know, it, you can't require one piece of the law and right. not require all of the old law. Right. And so you're going to have to keep it all the sacrifice of Jesus means nothing and then in verse 4 he he says something that is very hard for these galatians to hear but it, people struggle with this idea even today oh yeah and the and he says essentially that you have because you are now going to are putting your faith in the law you have fallen from grace jesus's sacrifice that that is what saved you no longer means anything to you mm-hmm. and you're in big trouble uh because you have returned to the law that that grace now is gone it, it doesn't apply to you anymore right. and uh boy, what a scary thing to to think about what a what a scary position to put yourself in
1: yeah well i'm I'm imagining being somebody who's reading this letter. And the emotions that you're going through, and he's like, he's like, "What are you guys doing? If you're gonna do right. this, you got to follow the law." And like, if you you're reading that, and you're like, "Okay, I can I could follow the law. I can think I could do that." And then he's <laughs> like, "But if you try to do that, you've fallen from grace." And you're like, oh, man, I just <laughs> I thought maybe I could follow the law and be okay, but it's just it's a reminder that
0: Jesus is the one
1: and only way."
0: <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And and it's just so. It's such a tricky thing. You know, the, the Galatians were, were dealing with this because of the, the Judaizers. But, man, we get caught up in similar things today because we we try to earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. We, we try to think, well, if I do enough good, then I'm okay. You yeah. know, or if, if I'm just basically a good person, then that's – that's really what matters. Or if I, you know, I do X, Y, and Z, then uh, God's God's gonna let me go to heaven because I've earned my way there, or right. something of that nature. And uh, that's the same thing. That's yeah. exactly what Paul's having to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and and if we're if we're gonna put our faith in our trust in ourselves or in our ability to to uh, follow the law perfectly or the, or follow God's commands perfectly, then we're in trouble yeah. Uh, because we're not going to be able to do that. No, we're not. <laughs> and, and, and so we have freedom in Christ, not because we're free from God's expectations or anything like that, but we have freedom in that we are free from all these old laws and rules and regulations yeah. and 700 different things that we had
1: to, <laughs> the, the, you'd have to do. And if you want to feel good about, like like if you're ever feeling I don't know, uncomfortable with Jesus and the, like the grace stuff is like confusing to you, just go back and read the old law. Right. And you'll be like, okay,
0: this is so much easier. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Man. I mean, there's a reason they had to make sacrifices all the time. Yeah. Because goodness gracious, there's no way you're gonna be able to uphold this law. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was the whole point. I mean, it was it was there to show just how flawed humanity was yeah. and how impossible it was for humanity to ever uphold all of yeah. God's commands. Like we 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 still
1: are sometimes slaves
0: to sin, right? Um,
1: right, because we're human and we mess up. That definitely made it evident, and it's just a great reminder to know that Jesus sets us free.
0: That's exactly right.
1: So am I free? If you're in Christ, the answer to that question is an easy yes. I am free. I am freer than William from Braveheart. I'm freer <laughs> than than anybody who, well, I'm not free than anybody. I'm free as anybody who knows Christ. Right. Um, celebrate it. Shoot off the fireworks. <laughs> um, while God certainly expects us to be obedient to him, don't fall into the trap that suggests that you can earn your way, that you can be good enough, that that you can uphold yourself and avoid sin your whole life because you can't. Right. It starts with Jesus, and it continues with Jesus throughout the rest of your life. That's the only way that you're going to be free.
0: Absolutely. And when we when we feel like we have to earn our way into God's favor, mm-hmm. we're going to live a life of fear rather than a life of freedom. Yeah, yeah. Because what if I mess up? Yeah. Well, guess what? You're going to mess up. Yeah. But we can live in peace and in freedom because of the blood of Christ. Yeah. So what a, what a great thing to, to remember, and uh, what, a, what an awesome thing for us to be reminding ourselves of this time of year yeah, when absolutely. we're thinking about freedom anyway. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners for taking the time to listen to this week's episode, and we hope that it's been uplifting to you. We hope that it has been something that will help you grow in your faith, and especially Be a blessing to you as you grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus. Have a blessed day.